I've just got a short Bible reading for you this morning from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 8. And I'm reading from verse 15. Ecclesiastes, chapter 8, I'm reading from verse 15. And the writer to the Ecclesiastes says this, So I commend the enjoyment of life, because nothing is better for a man under the sun than to eat and to drink and be glad then joy will accompany him in his work. And all the days of his life, God has given him under the sun. When I applied my mind to knowledge, wisdom, and to observe man's labor on earth, his eyes not seeing sleep day or night, then I saw that all God had done. No one can comprehend what goes on under the sun. Despite all his efforts to search it out, man cannot discover its meaning. Even if a wise man claims he knows, he cannot really comprehend it. And then from the end of Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can come together to look at your word and to try and gather wisdom and understanding. And we pray that this morning that you will speak into our hearts and into our minds and that you will help us enjoy reading your word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In case you hadn't realised that today is our Sunday fun day. I hope you've picked that up. Are we having fun yet? One or two people. Some of you think the fun doesn't start till one o'clock, don't you? You've read the literature and you, you've seen that the fun doesn't start till one o'clock. Some of you have picked up on the idea that maybe the fun started a little bit earlier than one o'clock. I found this Bible verse. Not that it was lost, but I, I found it. And uh, I like the way the, the New Living Translation, doing a bit of a Rick Warren here, find the version of the Bible, the, the passage of the Bible, the version that, that you want it to say. And I was looking for something about fun, and I was delighted when I found that the New Living Translation uh, translated this verse, So I recommend having fun. So I recommend having fun. Because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink and enjoy life. And of course that's what we're doing on our fun day. We're having fun. We're going to be eating and and drinking and uh, enjoying life. And I was encouraged to read that this is what the Bible encourages us to do. To have fun. Now, the book of Ecclesiastic is, uh, is written by a guy called Solomon, Solomon the Wise. It's part of uh, the wisdom literature, you know, those books in the Bible that are concerned with wisdom, uh, like the book of Ecclesiastes and the book of Job and, the, and uh, some of the Psalms, and, uh, and they're all to do with how we live. And uh, one of the one of the the, the repeating uh, phrases in the wisdom literature is uh, the, the 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 fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So this is a, a book about about wisdom, about how to live. And uh, Ecclesiastes is especially concerned with the search for meaning to life. 
And uh, in, in a lot of, one of the, the other repeated phrases in the book of Ecclesiastic is meaningless, meaningless. The writer Solomon keeps saying, you know, I've tried this, I've tried that, and uh, it's meaningless. And one of the messages of the book of Ecclesiastes is that life without the fear of God, without the understanding of God, is absolutely meaningless. And Solomon, he knew something about the enjoyment of life. They say that behind every successful man there's a good woman. And uh, Solomon had hundreds of them. Um, imagine that. Imagine that. He, he was a man with 700 wives and 300 concubines. He lived an excessively and extravagant lifestyle. He had more money than he could spend. He had more power than he could exercise. He had more material possessions than he could enjoy. And yet... Trying all these things, he found them in themselves meaningless without God. And so when we're talking about fun, we're not talking it as something that is separate from our understanding of God. I think God wants us to have fun. I think God has fun. Even in scripture, there's there's lots of fun and amusement to be found in scripture. Think of the story of Jonah and the whale. How funny is that? A man uh, runs away from God and gets swallowed by a whale. If you can't see the, the, the amusement in that, then I don't know where you'll find amusement. So Sunday, fun day. But should Sunday be a fun day? Should Sunday be a fun day? Some of you, if you're as old as me, or even older, dare I say, you may have grown up in a time when church was probably anything but fun. One of my earliest recollections of going to church, my dad used to play the organ at the church I went to and sometimes myself and my brother had to go early with him so that he could practice. And one of my earliest recollections is is arriving at church and you can imagine two little boys, uh, we weren't just going to sit there and, and be quiet, we were messing about, we were having fun. And I can remember this guy, I don't even think he was a regular at church, but I do remember he had a black suit on and he had a black tie, and he complained about the fact that me and my brother were having fun and making too much noise in church. He said something like, you know it is the Sabbath, brother. And some of you grew up in a church, maybe not too dissimilar than that. Not many people associate with a church with fun. Let's be honest about that. You know, if we, if, if, we, if we said, what's your top ten fun uh, things to do on a Sunday, how many people out in the world would say, go to church? Now, I want to just try a little test. I want you to think about, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name some things, and I want you just to shout out uh, the kind of atmosphere that you associate with these places, okay? A football match. Noisy. Frustrating if you're a Burnley fan, upsetting, I, I realise that. Uh, loud and noisy, cheering if you're winning, okay. A library. Quiet, quiet, yes. Swimming baths. Noisy, aren't they noisy swimming baths, yeah, noisy. Uh, a pop concert. Noisy, yeah, I took the, some of our kids to a a message concert, and it was so loud. I, I, I wish I'd known why Glenn volunteered to stand at the door and be outside. It was just so loud. By the way, just thinking about loudness, does anybody ever get those phone calls saying, have you ever worked anywhere noisy? 
Can you meet people actually ring the church and I pick up and say, have you ever worked anywhere noisy? My opening gambit is, well, I used to work in a library and the, the silence was deafening. And then, I, and then I go and tell them, I, I don't know if you realise, but you've, you've rung a church and, and I'm the minister. And when I stand in the pulpit, I'm right next to the music group and, and the speakers. And it really is loud. And by that time, he thinks I'm, I think I'm being silly. <laughs> he doesn't believe me. Can you imagine that? Well, not many people associate the church with fun. Some people think of the church as being being dull and boring and, and a place where perhaps where, where people fall asleep. Join the sermons. Can you imagine that? Imagine somebody falling asleep. You know, this is this is a true story. Believe it or not, it's a true story. Uh, when I was a younger minister, I actually went to an ecumenical gathering where the priest actually fell asleep while he was leading the service. <laughs> I kid you not. Bless him. He was an old man, and he actually fell asleep in the pulpit while he was speaking. <laughs> and I was the only one that found this slightly amusing. But there you go, there you go. Yes, and sometimes, of course, preachers have been known to go on a little bit. And uh, those that know this come prepared and they bring coffee with them. So I recommend having fun because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink and enjoy life. But not many people do associate the church with fun. In fact, some people think that there's a commandment that says, Thou shalt not have fun. But the good news, friends, is there isn't. But sometimes it does show that people in the outside of the church have picked up at the idea that the church is against this. And the church is against that. And it doesn't like this and it doesn't like this. And there is a message that we need to get across to people about actually what we stand for. And we do stand for the enjoyment of life. We believe that God has created the world and he's created every person and he's done so for a purpose. And he wants people to find enjoyment in life. But we do think that that enjoyment can only be found and fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. Some of you will identify with this picture more than others. But you will not be named. So I recommend having fun. I recommend having fun. Peter knew something about this. He said, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And I know many Christians that are filled with an inexpressible joy, don't you? Have you met them? It's inexpressible. The joy is buried so deep in the heart that it never actually comes out. They certainly don't tell their faces about it. Isn't it funny how we've, isn't it funny how we've picked up this idea, or people have picked up this idea that church is dull and boring and quiet and a place where, of course, children must be quiet. And every parent, and I've been there, I've been that child and I've been that parent, every parent of a, of a child has had a, an embarrassing a, a moment when their child has run about or made a noise and they receive those tut tut tuts from wiser, older people who maybe forgot that once they were young and they ran about and enjoyed life as well. So let's not be filled with an inexpressible joy. Let's be filled with a joy that's actually expressible. Uh, and let's show it. Fun is recommended. You've heard it here. It's recommended by Solomon in the Bible that we actually have fun. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, 
uh, Christianity magazine, they, they, they had an article about, have you noticed that the, 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 if you go in a bookshop now, Smith's or anything like that, it's full of uh, colouring books for adults. Have you noticed that? Maybe some of you have got them. Um, you know, people like to have fun, don't they? They like to do things that are enjoyable. There's a child in each one of us uh, still that wants to have fun. That wants to enjoy ourselves, that wants to express ourselves. And God wants us to use our gifts and our abilities and to express who we are. And we don't want to knock the fun out of people. So I recommend having fun because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink and enjoy life. Church will be more fun if. Church will be more fun if. Just turn to your next door neighbour and say, just for a moment, come up with an idea. Church will be more fun if. I'm just going to give you 30 seconds. 30 seconds, because Sally's going to come and drag me off at half past 11. So, uh, 30 seconds. Church will be more fun if. If Richard stopped speaking, no. <laughs> okay, any ideas? Church will be more fun if. Everybody danced. Yeah, everybody, instead of just one or two, if everybody danced, okay. Anybody else? Church would be more fun if? Sermons were shorter. Oh, this, this, lot, this lot don't like that one. They're going to say church would be more fun if sermons were longer. I'm only joking. Okay, anybody else? Yes, no one from Bob. Everybody watch it, it's like that. Hey, we'll come back to that in a minute, Bob. We'll come, hold on to that thought. We'll come back to that. Yeah, church could be more fun if, um, I'm sure you've all got ideas how church could be more fun. Maybe church would be more fun if for some people, if they had reclining seats that, uh, that came back up by position, uh, when the blessing was about to be given. Are we having fun yet? Ooh. Getting a few more yeses. It's working, isn't it? Can be, can be quite catchy in this fun, can't it? So I recommend having fun because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink and enjoy life. Eat, drink and be merry. Eat, drink and be merry. In the church? You must be joking. Eat, drink and be merry. That sounds very worldly to me. And yet it's there. In the scriptures, it's repeated quite a few times. If you if you look through the, the book of Ecclesiastes, you'll find this idea about eating and drinking and, and enjoying life is commended. And I don't know if you've noticed when you read the Bible, the Bible is full of people eating. It starts in the garden when, when God says you're free to eat from any tree in the garden. Imagine the, the, the number of trees that are in the garden, but there's just one tree uh, that you must not eat from, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what did mankind do? They had all that, that, the choice was so much, and they chose to eat from the wrong tree they shouldn't have done. And uh, you know the rest of the story. But the Bible's full of, of, of meals, and Jesus spent a lot of time having fun. The first miracle that Jesus performed in John's Gospel is recorded at a wedding when he turned water into wine. Water into wine? What was he thinking? Was he not a good Baptist or Methodist? Did he know that we think that drinking is something that's terrible to do? Well, that's what he did. He turned water into wine. It's a miracle. Yes, but it's only red wine, no white wine. There's always some people that you can't please, isn't there? There's always one, isn't there? He's just performed a fantastic miracle. And, and yes, 
right at the beginning of the church, people were complaining. Isn't that good to know? And uh, they have done ever since. <laughs> and of course, Jesus sat down and he ate with all sorts of people. This is Jesus sitting down with Zacchaeus, the tax collector. And uh, having fun, because there's nothing better for people in this world to eat and to drink and enjoy life. That's what Jesus spent an awful lot of his time doing. Eat, drink and be merry. But not many people associate the church with eating and drinking and merrymaking. Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law complained to the disciples, why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Why do you do it? And of course, if you know, Jesus responded because it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. And that's where Jesus was to be found. Amongst the people. Eating and drinking and having fun. Not to excess. One of the problems in our world is that people take fun to excess. They don't know when to stop eating and they don't know when to stop drinking. And don't for a minute think I'm commending that when I'm talking about having fun and eating and drinking. I'm not. But I'm not saying that we shouldn't have fun and we shouldn't eat and we shouldn't drink and we shouldn't be merry and we shouldn't be ashamed of showing that in the company of people that maybe don't share our faith. So I recommend having fun because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink and enjoy life. They will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. Ecclesiastic is a realistic book. It says that there's lots of of hard work to be done and that, that people find it difficult to find meaning in life. And that's the world that we live in where people have to work very hard to get what they get. And many people don't find any meaning in what they are doing. And we have discovered the meaning of life in Jesus Christ. And we want to share that with people. And we can share that in a fun way. We don't have to walk around with a banner saying, the end of the world is nigh. We've got good news. Because Jesus came into this world to save it. And not to condemn it. Are we having fun yet? I'm hoping by the end of the sermon, everybody will say yes, because it is the end of the sermon. (laughs) Later on in Ecclesiastes, and I've taken this from the message because I just love the way that the, uh, the message writer has put it. He says, seize life. Eat bread with gusto. Drink wine with a robust heart. Oh yes, God takes pleasure in your pleasure. And this is for you, Bob. Dress festively every morning. Don't skimp on colours. I've had some comments about this shirt this morning. That's a brave shirt, said one person. One person just laughed. Somebody asked me, Did I not have any other shirt that was clean to wear this morning? Again, the book of Ecclesiastes encourages to dress festively every morning. To not skimp on colours. And scarves, relish life with the spouse you love each and every day of your precarious life. Each day is God's gift. It's all you get for the hard work of staying alive. Make the most of each one. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This day won't be repeated. So 
Tomorrow will be another day. Are you one of those people that uh, I can be a bit like this, that always put things off to tomorrow? And the problem with tomorrow is it never comes, isn't it? Have you noticed that? Tomorrow never comes because tomorrow is always tomorrow. Today is always today. And so when you put something off to tomorrow, sometimes you're saying, I'm never going to get around to doing that because I'll do it tomorrow. And of course, when tomorrow comes, it's today. And you say, well, I'm waiting for tomorrow. And it goes on and on like that. You've got the idea. Let's make the most of today. And let's make the most of this fun day today. Let's take this opportunity to share the love of God and the fun of God and the hospitality of God with our community. That's what we want to do. We're not sneakily trying to get them to, 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 you know, say the prayer and come to Jesus. We just want to show them something of God's love. We just want to show them that Christians can have a fun time and that God is interested in their lives. That God actually cares for them because he created them and he made them for a purpose. And if they discover that as part of our fun day, then hallelujah. But we welcome them whether they're interested in God or not. Because we want to show God's love to people. We want to make the most of this day. We've all had that situation where somebody says, you're not going to wear that, are you? Today? Surely. (laughs) Surely not. But I think like this one, you know, some people get a bit too dressy, don't they, for church? Some people get a bit too dressy. Only joking, only joking. Having fun, because there's nothing better for people in this world than to eat. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And Jesus wasn't just talking about eternity. Because the great thing about finding Jesus is you discover that eternity starts today. The day you accept Jesus into your life, that day is the day, the first day of the rest of your life. And it goes on forever and ever. And God wants us to enjoy life in the present as well as in the future. We are promised an eternity. But he wants us to find some joy. But the the writer of Ecclesiastes is realistic. In that he knows that life very often will be a struggle. And he knows that very often we'll do things that seem absolutely meaningless and are not fun and are not enjoyment. And some people's lot is much harder than other people's lot. And some people seem to get a lot more sadness and a lot more heartache in their lives than others. And he doesn't ignore that. But he says that life lived Outside of God is meaningless. But life lived in the fear of God, you discover a meaning. And we can even discover a meaning to our pain as well as to our joy. To our sorrows as well as to our rejoicing in Jesus. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Sometimes you just go out into the world and you see a beautiful sunset or uh, a fantastic scene And you just kind of say, wow. And you praise God. But imagine if you didn't have a God to praise. You just look at it and think, you wouldn't have anyone to say wow to. Having fun is recommended. Eating and drinking and enjoying life. And this is how the writer of the Ecclesiastes comes to a conclusion right at the end of his book. He says, now all has been heard Here is the conclusion of the matter. He's he's, he's taken everything into consideration. He's considered his life. He's lived, he has lived life to the full. He's tried everything. He's not refrained from anything that the world has to offer. He's enjoyed life. He's enjoyed the best wine, the best food, 
He's enjoyed silver and gold. He's built houses for himself. He's had many, many wives. He says, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. And yet he was left with a feeling of emptiness. All that the the world had to offer left him feeling empty outside of God. And some people want to live a fun life. They want to enjoy life. And uh, they want to eat and they want to drink and they want to party. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you're missing out on the main reason for living if you don't discover that God created you. Are we having fun yet? I'm drawing to a conclusion. (laughs) Are Are we having fun yet? Yes, we are. Let's pray together. Because the fun doesn't stop here. The fun doesn't stop here. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that you created this world. And you said that it was good. That you created the plants and the trees and the animals. And you created human life. And all of it you said was good. Help us to be those people who enjoy life who encourage the enjoyment in life in others. We pray that this day will be a fun day. We remember this day, those people who are not full of fun and joy. Maybe they've suffered a bereavement, maybe they've suffered a loss. Maybe maybe they've suffered a broken relationship. Maybe they're worried about the future, about their children, about parents. Father God, help us to find enjoyment even in the hardest moments of life as well as in the lighter moments. We pray this morning especially for our community. We thank you for the community in which you've placed us. And we pray that we can be a blessing to our community today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.